Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. It's great to have your company for another week. The feedback from last week's episode has been incredible. I'm sorry for offending all the APA fans. <laughs> I love hearing from the Pilgrim community around the world. Community is such a great word and such a fitting word for the pilgrims around the world who share a common love of the Camino de Santiago. If you're new to the podcast, the Camino is a series of pilgrimages across Europe. The epicenter of their focus is the majestic cathedral in the Spanish city of Santiago de Compostela. The city is named after Christ's apostle St. James, whose remains lie in a crypt beneath the cathedral. Pilgrims walk for any number of reasons. For most, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. Break it up. Life and time. (laughs) You'll have the time of your life. And you'll find time in your life. And you'll hopefully find meaning. And you'll meet people you'll keep in your life for a long time. The community of pilgrims around the world share not only a love of the Camino, but a collective hope for a better world. And that's largely because they sought a better them. A map of the journey from cradle to grave can only show us so much. That's why the deep dive available through pilgrimage is such a blessing. A chance to meet and talk to other pilgrims from around the world. A chance to live humbly and simply, and to hopefully take some of that simple intention with you on your return home. A chance to share and care for others, and again, hopefully take some of that simple intention with you on your return home. As we walk, we think, and it's such a blessing to have the time to clear your head, to be one with nature and the Camino, to be one with yourself. Stephen Covey was an author. He wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he wrote, Every human has four endowments, self-awareness, conscience, independent will, and creative imagination. These, he said, give us the ultimate human freedom, the power to choose, to respond, and to change. The Camino is a very good place to reconnect with yourself, to tap into those gifts of nature. My guests this week live on the Camino. Susie Stevenson established an albergue, Casa Susie, in the small town of Trabadello, between Villafranca del Biezo and Osobrero. On the climb, as you walk up the hill near the highway, the river flowing down below. Susie's 30th guest was a Basque man named Fermin. He never left. (laughs) They're still together and still living the dream. It's time to check into Casa Susie. Welcome, Susie and Fermin. Good morning, Dan. Welcome to you. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon. I don't know. Except we're, we're on different sides of the world. Who knows what time of the day it is? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Susie, I'm going to start with you. You opened the albergue Casa Susie in 2017. Why? craziness then (laughs) and probably I feel even more crazy now after COVID Um, well the Camino changed my life uh, walking it in 2012 so um, I walked two Caminos in 2012 the first one 
I didn't like too much, if I'm perfectly honest. I had an incredibly bad feet and uh, I walked most of it thinking, why do people do this more than once? Mm -hmm. And everybody that I met that had done it more than once, I just thought these people are absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd just be grateful to to get to the end one time over. Um, And then I merrily uh, did it all again (laughs) two and a half months later. Uh, when I realised actually uh, it was the most incredible journey, if I could just forget the pain in my feet, which I obviously did, a bit like having a baby. Once it's over and done with, you forget (laughs) any of the discomfort and you just find the joy. um, And so I I came and walked it all over again and still had incredibly bad feet. Uh, I don't know why I didn't just go into a store and buy another pair of shoes, but I didn't. Uh, I just did thinking this was just going to be my punishment. So... um, I walked it, changed my life, went back to Australia and realised I was the best version of me at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked her. I'd liked the person I became. I liked the things that I'd learned on the Camino, um, the compassion for, for strangers mm. uh, and the connections that we had are so deep and meaningful and, and lasting, of course, uh, because I'm still in contact with people from my first Camino. And it's all the things that I wanted in my life. And so uh, I decided I can do this. I can move to Spain uh, um, and find a house and open an albergue and serve pilgrims, which is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to live this every day of my life. So I did. I came here and I found the house and I did the renovations and then I opened it in 2017. And I had been a hospitalaria just to make sure that what I felt walking the Camino was going to be the same thing if I was stationary. You know, if I had roots and I was grounded, would it give me the same feeling as walking as a pilgrim? Um, And I say it does. It gives me as much joy. I don't want to walk with everybody that comes through the door. Uh, I get the connections. We still just get the connections overnight. So, um, yeah. Yes. Oh, how fantastic. Yeah. No, no, I I love that it's a passion and um, it's something that you dreamed that you might do. You might have the courage to do and then did it. So few of us actually act on those instincts, Susie. Like, you know, you, you might think, hmm, it's like you and Tanya Valdez, you know, you've gone, hmm, I'm going to do it. And you actually did it. And that's why I'm a, a great admirer of yours because, as I say, it took enormous courage. And and not only that, a personal courage as well because your beautiful daughter is still back in Australia. So you moved away from yes. – and that took great courage. But, but I, I love the story and we'll, we'll, we'll sort of weave our way through it, if we might, throughout the course of the, of the podcast. For me, yours is a different story. You're a, a Basque man. Yeah. You were the 30th guest of Susie's and you've stayed and never left. Yeah. What's, yeah. What, what's one thing, just explain to my, to my listeners, what's one thing the Basque people are renowned for? Uh... Well, they say we are uh, honest people uh, in general, obviously. Mm. Mm. <laughs> there's, yeah. 
there's every kind of people everywhere. But yeah, we are um, not as open as the people from the south of Spain. We are more uh, familiar. We've got a, our own group of friends. Uh, it's it's coming to say that. Uh, if you are honest with us, then uh, you've got a friend forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we, we don't like, uh, I don't know how to say, uh, our our word is our, is, is, yeah, your bond. Is, sorry? Your huh? bond. Yeah, it's our bond. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, but, but you two are, yeah. a, you're a passionate people, aren't you? <laughs> 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 well, uh, yeah, I'm Aries. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just a great coming together of two two very passionate people, which I just think is wonderful. And yeah. and Fermin, you now find yourself at Casa Susie. And I read somewhere once, I can't remember, it was a while ago now, you said every night at Casa Susie is Saturday night. It is. It is, absolutely. Well, uh, you know what? I mean, I wanted to do, when I... When I wanted to do the Camino, uh, it was the first time in my life that I wanted to do a lonely walk or journey on my own because I needed to be on my own at that point. Well, what the Camino gave to me was just the opposite. <laughs> it was every single day uh, we've got 12 people from all over the world. Some of them uh, want to ta talk, some of them want to sing, some of them want to... It's like, yeah, it's a Saturday night. You go to a party and then you don't know how it's going to end it up. Well, uh, that's how our life uh, was. I'm going to say was because the last 18 months yeah. we haven't had it in one of these parties. No. But yeah, yeah, it's like that, yeah. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a moment. Susie, you have 12 beds and being in Alberga, you have a stamp or a cello. And indeed, that stamp is on the soundboard of my guitar, and I sing about cellos on the soundboard in somewhere along the way. It's a twelve-petal flower. Um, it is. So there, there. So your intention was not just to establish an albergue, Susie, but really, it was to care for people, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. That was first and foremost in my mind. As a pilgrim, what did I want when I arrived at an albergue? Um, and I think you can only give that if you've been a pilgrim, mm. knowing what you would like to receive. And so that's that was my only real thought. Actually, I didn't have a, a business plan or anything. That It was just what do I want to give to the pilgrims? What would I like to have received? And so it was all based around that. Um And I think we achieved that. But I think that has been achieved because of both of us. Mm. Um, I'd only been open two weeks when Fermin arrived and I still felt like a little girl walking around in her mother high heels playing a game, really. Um, I was very unsure, but, you know, I, I muddled through. And then when Fermin came, it's when the foundation started to grow. It's when everything started to change and we were able to give double care almost because there was two of us that pick up the pieces from the other that the other one might be lacking in. Me would be my language skills, would be one of my lacking um, 
things, but that's okay. For men, takes that up tenfold. But in terms of compassion when pilgrims arrive, we both have that um, for pilgrims. And there's often many tears when people arrive with with pure relief that everything they hoped it would be when they got here, it it is. Mm. I can speak from experience because uh, although I didn't stay at the albergue as a pilgrim, I stayed as a friend, but um, we've since crossed paths a number of times and I find you both to be incredibly beautiful people. Uh, It's just, I'm absolutely delighted to have you in my life. And so I can imagine being a pilgrim arriving there. I've seen so many photographs of people sitting around that lovely long timber table downstairs and the smiles on their faces, they're saluting and they're having the time of their lives. As I said in the introduction, we ought to be seeking out the best times of our lives and this is a wonderful place to do it. Let me ask you just on one point that I love about what you do there, Susie, is the home-cooked meals. That's another seriously important aspect, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, It's part of my nurturing. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that's it. You know, I grew up with. So, uh, I mean, anybody walks through the door, you know, I'm, can I, can I make, your cake have I got a piece of cake to give you can I make you coffee and for means this is to anybody that arrives though for means like like they've just come here to quote on something you don't need to give them a piece of cake <laughs> but that was what my grandmother was like you know yeah, everybody yeah. has to be fed mm. and and I often you know if there's food left over I'm packing things in you know old ice cream containers and telling people to take it with them mm. uh, it is part of my nurturing <laughs> Yeah. So COVID hasn't been so good because, you know, I'm just feeding us with my nurture right now. That's all I can do. I'm often in the kitchen because I've got nothing better to do. Yeah. And to be able to give um, fresh vegetables, because of, of my Camino journey, uh, I you know, when I look back, what do I remember the greatest moments? And, and they were sitting around a communal table, either that I was with a group of people and we'd cooked for ourselves and, and more people joined or that I'd gone to an albergue. Um, so albergue verde, uh, which is a vegetarian albergue, which many people have yeah. stayed at. Yeah. I, I've stayed there many times as well. And I, I can't quite explain what joy I felt having a tray of vegetables that had been baked in the oven uh, with a sprinkling of sesame seeds. I mean, the most simple thing, but it wasn't something that I'd had on the Camino and I realised I was lacking that. Um, and that's one of the best meals I had. And and so we we tried to replicate, you know, fresh vegetables from our garden, which we worked very hard to maintain. But just to go down of an afternoon at four and, and pick a load of vegetables, bring them back in my basket, just to see people's faces going, actually, are we going to eat that? It's like, yeah, I'm going to cook right now. <laughs> Because that's very important to you for a minute, isn't it? That, that's how you spend a lot of the time in the spring and, and the summer is out in the garden um, growing. It must be very satisfying to think that yeah. that you're out there almost as yeah. a I, – I wouldn't say as a farmer, but, but as a producer. Yeah, well, uh, it's fair to say that I'm an Oswald boy, you know. I grew up mm-hmm. all of my life in – in the in the jungle of the city, in the asphalt, 
And when I came here, I didn't have any idea of uh, gardening or vegetables or whatever. I mean, nothing, absolutely nothing. But uh, I'm very blessed to have found this place uh, with this garden because even in in the lockdown i mean everyone had to be at home and can you imagine that uh, how good for us was to, to be six eight hours every day outside uh in the garden if not i think we would get drive crazy because uh, and yes 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 it, it, it has become a, a passion now i mean um the, you know, the more you learn, the, the more you know, the more you try to do the things better. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, we love it. We love it. Yeah, and I think one of the great things about the landscape there is that it lends itself to the natural drainage of the land. Would that be right, Susie? I mean, you're the, you're the, the florist, you're the, the, the person who knows more about this stuff than me, but it certainly looks like the lie of the land is perfect for producing your own produce. I know how to make flowers look pretty in a vase. I'm not the best at growing things. Oh, okay. So there's, there's a very big difference between <laughs> making things look amazing that have been cut and trying to get them. But um, my grandfather was a gardener, so I probably learned a bit from him. But Wonderful. The, the valley itself is actually, um, what's the valley called? Valcarce. <laughs> uh, no, the, the valley. It's, Bierzo, you mean? No, what does it do here? It's a microclimate. Ah, Sorry, okay. Dan. Mm. I've lost all my English uh, words. So we're in a microclimate here. <laughs> uh, so we're really protected. We're in uh, the, we've got tunnels at either end of the valley, so where the, where the seven villages are. Yeah. And so we're surrounded by mountains, but we're in this little hole. So often the cold weather will go over the top of us or we'll go through a tunnel uh, towards Pomferrada and, you know, it's cold and it's miserable and it's cloudy or very heavy fog and we're completely blue skies here. So we have a bit of a different weather climate and that does definitely make a difference to what's comes out of our valley what's produced here but literally you throw something in the ground and it grows yeah i just think oh, it's so wonderful i remember when i was should... yeah when i was there sorry for me and i interrupted you but when i was there in, yeah. in, it was april and you were just getting ready i think to to yeah. to really crank it up yeah it must be wonderful yeah. for me yeah 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 i was going to tell you that at the moment we were you were talking there was a uh, stork stork uh flying like 20 meters from us it was amazing there yeah. you are we don't have yeah, storks yeah. in australia i was incredible it just flew straight past the window <laughs> how beautiful oh wow how fantastic okay so yeah. so um, I'm, I'm going to remind my listeners um toward the end of the podcast there's a fundraising campaign to get you a new roof and I'll, I'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a little while because that's a very important aspect of this podcast because you two people are givers and we'd, I'd like to be able to give and my listeners to give to you to help you rebuild the roof and, and potentially rebuild what is a loving and caring enterprise. But Susie, how was the winter? You, you're just coming out of it. How was that winter? So this has actually been my first full year at Casa Susie. I've never spent a whole year here because, as you know, Dan, I always come back to see my beautiful daughter. Mm. Um, so I haven't been able to do that um, 
Australia haven't allowed me. And um, what the, the situation is just what the situation is. So to do a full year here has been trying, it's been hard, and it's also been amazing. Uh, I suppose we feel quite grateful that, well, we're not grateful for COVID, but we're grateful that we were stuck here in many ways because if we, if we actually hadn't have been, we would have come back to Australia probably the middle of last year. Uh, it would have been a better place for us to be, to for me to have been with my daughter um, and maybe got some work in Australia. But if we hadn't have been here, um, the leaks in the roof from the rain and the snow would have been so bad that it's more than likely, I mean, the roof wouldn't have caved in but the water that would have come through, um, which has actually started to penetrate at the ceiling in our level of the house, but that would have likely have brought the ceilings down. They're just false ceilings mm -hmm. that weren't put up very well when it was done. So um, it's been good that we've been here for, for that reason. Uh, it's been cold. Uh, we only have heating in one room, which is the lounge. So we pretty much went from the bed with the electric blanket to the lounge with the pellet heater and, and then I have to go to the kitchen to cook because that's the nurturing bit of me. And, and the kitchen was at three degrees because we put the, temp the thermometer from the fridge Goodness. in the kitchen. And the kitchen, uh, actually the fridges switched themselves off, which we didn't realise. Uh, they're, not, they're not the most super-duper fridges, but if the house is colder than the fridge, the fridges just turn themselves off, which we <laughs> realised. What <laughs> Much you can do about that, but that was like this. This can't, this can't be happening. We googled it, and Fermin goes, "Oh, it's because the no. fridge is warmer than the house. They switch off." That was a lesson to be learned. That's uh, amazing. Yes, that's something for everybody to remember. There you um, go. Holy smokes, be, that's cold. Yeah, to, to be here for a whole winter was. Um, there's something being very magical about it, um, as you know. I. We have a, a truly um, wonderful relationship uh, between us. It's a, it's like a dance that, that has just come together and is is very special. So to spend that time together um, could have broken it because it's only us. We've got nobody else. We've got no family here. Mm. Um, it's us in our little bubble, um, and well, we enjoy each other's company. Uh, but we're, we've been able to give each other space here as well within our home. So I think that's a good thing. We, you know, we need our space and our thought process. Uh, we don't sit and talk all the time. For me, we'll go off in one direction and I'll go off in the other and, and then we can come back together at the end of the day and, and enjoy being together. I'm looking forward to summer. We're yeah. looking forward to seeing the sun coming back and the sunshine. It does definitely make, you know, it was great for quite a number of months and suddenly to see the sunshine is, uh, yeah, it's very joyful. We have lots of very blue sky when it comes. What's COVID-19 been like there in that little valley in Spain? What's it been like mm -hmm. there? Fermin, you might answer. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, the first month till September last year, mm. uh, everything was okay uh we're a little village i mean like 30 40 people living right now in, uh, in covid times uh, obviously everyone had to be at home uh, people 
couldn't get uh, to their own properties to to work in the garden if if it was not attached to their homes. So it was tough. It was tough. Uh, but in September, uh, some people uh, started to get in the COVID, and we had numerous cases. And fortunately, no one died, but almost. I mean, especially one of them uh, was in the hospital for a long time. A lot of people had to be at home in quarantine. Um and the risk was very high because this mm. is uh, almost everyone is uh, they are in their 80s or 90s or sure. so they 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 take a lot of measures and 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 they always wear the mask they don't they, they you don't you always see the social distance between them but uh, yeah i mean the, the the point is that we knew that the hospital in our region was full uh yeah. The government told us not to do anything risky yeah. because even if you've got a car accident, uh, they couldn't treat you. You know, it's like the intensive care was was full for a long time. So, yeah, we, we, we've been lucky in our in our village, but in our region, there have had a lot of many cases of COVID, a lot of death people. Yeah. What are you starting to see pilgrims again now? No, really. No, 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 no. I mean, we we just saw a couple of uh, Germans uh, three or four days ago. But the point is that right now, locals cannot uh, cross uh, provinces' borders, right. which means uh, we cannot walk. Right. And, uh, yeah, Europeans uh, are allowed to come now, but they only can walk in... Uh, in Galicia, actually, it's it's it's, it's busy in the last uh, hundred kilometers, but you can see only people living there in Galicia. So locals can can do the Camino there, and just a few uh, foreigners. But I mean, no more than two per day. You yeah. know. So yeah. And what are the local councils and governments telling you? to expect over the summer and has the vaccine arrived well uh it's expected that uh they say at the end of the summer 70 percent of the population in spain is gonna have the vaccine but uh that was told months ago and and the point is that the vaccines uh don't arrive to this country you know Mm. so this is taking time and they saying that we're going to need like one and a half years to have uh, everyone the vaccine right. so the government is trying to to calm down uh, everyone but uh, at the same time everyone knows that this country depends on the tourism and last year they tried to save the summer uh and that was a really big mistake because then the numbers got higher and higher in September. Yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen this summer, either the government, you know. So mm. we live in like day by day. It's yeah. There's a bit of that going on in Australia, actually, at the moment. We've, we've been extraordinarily lucky, really. Um, but 
we've yeah. just had some lockdowns and some some sort of escalation in the last couple of days, but really in comparison to the rest of the world, we are incredibly fortunate. So I won't be complaining, that's for sure. Indeed, very few Australians complain because we've been so lucky. But let's, Susie and Furman, talk about the joy of what you do, the reason you're there. I read a note from a Slovenian pilgrim named Anna who had stayed at Casa Susie. She said, in April 2018, my friend and I slept in your lovely home and I can't describe what a warm welcome we got. The funny thing is that we were planning to go further that day. However, your neighbour came and shouted to Furmin that you have guests (laughs) and we stayed. Today, I know the Camino (laughs) planned this for us. It was a beautiful evening full of laughter and hope. We laughed like we were on a school camping trip in the bedroom late at night and couldn't stop. And I can still evoke that cheerful atmosphere as if it was yesterday. After three years, can you imagine so much love in your house? Susie, you encouraged me for the next stage and I'm thankful for that. You must have felt how scared I was. You shared a recipe for the dish, which I still make at home. And every time I proudly announce, Susie gave me the recipe. For me, Camino feeling is, among other things, your house. You never know what you can get if you don't stop. Just trust, and at the end, you'll be surprised. For me, it represents the romantic image of the Camino. What a fantastic endorsement. When you read something like that, Susie, do you just say, you know what? It's kind of all worthwhile. She's crying right now. <laughs> I was going to admit to you I was crying, but Fermin has already done it for me. So thank you, Fermin. Um <laughs> Yeah, when I when I I read that I I cried and since I've I've read it again and I've cried and now you've read it and I've cried, but this is the reason we do what we do. I mean, I have to say the last eighteen months have been so tough um, because we've missed the pilgrims. You know, mm-hmm. our our home is empty. Our home is always filled with laughter and and joy and wonders um, and excitement of, you know, what the day unfolds and we haven't had that and mm. that's been very, very hard for us. And we've, you know, what was plan B? Well, I didn't have a plan B, did I? Um, I was never expecting that this would happen. I thought we'd continue doing what we did until we couldn't do it anymore. Well, no, actually the world said, right now is you can't do this anymore so for us we we've tried to think of what else we can do but it always comes back well we couldn't live here and not do this because there's nothing else to do here but this uh we could move to Pamplona Fermin could go back to being an architect Uh, what could I do maybe there's some floristry work but it's not what we want to do I mean this is where we want to be so though we've had to think about, is there anything else for us to do? Um, not really. And then I, then we get messages like that from Anna and from other pilgrims. And I just go, we have to keep fighting. We just have to keep battling so that we are here for people so we can continue living our dream and sharing it with people and show people it is possible. So, yeah, the... The the pilgrims that have stayed here, I don't know. We've been so blessed of the ones that have walked through our door. The right ones just seem to find us, like Hannah, though it was our neighbour that dragged her through the door. 
and she's she's eighty six, mind you, our neighbour. But yeah, she's she's a wonderful advocate for Casa Susie. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many other people didn't want to stay and had to stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's that's a lovely um, aspect of your whole journey if your 86-year-old neighbour is dragging people into your front door. That's nice too. I have another story I, I can tell you, one that happened on the weekend with my neighbour who's now more than 86. And um, uh I was in the kitchen on Sunday lunchtime, uh, 12 o'clock, just starting to cook, and suddenly I can hear outside the window, Susie, Susie. Sometimes I don't acknowledge when they call me, but it went on for a really long time, and so there was a lot of Susies coming out. So I've, I've leant out the window, and there's five local villagers all over 88, standing there telling me that it's mass because it's Palm Sunday and I have to go. Uh, so I quickly grabbed my sandals. Uh, I didn't even have time to tell Fermin where I'd gone. And off I went to Mass. Uh, I was gone nearly two hours. <laughs> I messaged Fermin from the church and said, I'm in Mass. <laughs> um, and then they promptly walked me all home. I'm the first house before the church. And so they promptly walked me all home, bid me goodbye. And off they went about their day and um, everybody was happy. So, yes, oh. she still... <laughs> Yes, still lots of nurturing going on. So sorry, Dan, I interrupted you, but I wanted to share. No, no, no. That's that's a really lovely aspect of it. um, Of your journey is your acceptance in the local community. I'm sure, and I know, I know it wasn't easy. I know it wasn't a a smooth transition for for them to have have a new person in their midst. It would be challenging, I'm sure. For men, would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, locals uh, have treated us like sons or, well, I think like grandsons because all of them are <laughs> very old. And uh, and it's very funny that uh, how the, the, the neighborhood is changing because old people are dying. I mean, it's, yeah, it's what it is. But mm-hmm. the point is that a lot of people from all over the world are coming to, uh, to this valley. But you cannot imagine. I mean, uh, we've got the Iranian, the Russians, the Dutch lady, uh, the Brazilians, the Italians, the the Senegalese, the, the and and Americans. Well, people from all over the world. In, so it's it's they live here. They, they live here. That's it. They they establish here. They open their uh, albergues or they open a small coffee bars or but, whatever. So, But wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. What, what, in your village, not in your village? Yeah, 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 promise. In our, well, in our village or in the village uh, close to us, well, in, just in our village, uh, we we are the, the Senegalese, the, the Dutch lady. How wonderful. As, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's, I mean, you cannot imagine this, how this is, uh, changing. It's uh, people that say when they walk the Camino on ah, one day I will open an albergue. Yeah, lots of people say this, but but some people do it, you know. And yeah. and we and we are uh, establishing a really nice um, community be, between us. We don't we don't have these uh, fights because we are competitors in any form. Just the opposite. We help. Uh, as each other, and uh, it's it's very nice. And all of us are we 
are have been very uh, well welcomed by the locals you know it's fabulous yeah it's fabulous i i i some of the videos that i've seen um susie i'll go back to you um there are people sitting around um and i remember when i was at your your place i walked up the stairs there was a guitar propped up <laughs> against a little shelf there music's a big part of the environment of casa susie isn't it Absolutely. Um, as you know, Dan, there are so many musicians walking the Camino um, and not everybody had as much courage to carry a guitar as you did. Um, but I don't they know about courage. <laughs> well, it's, it's added to your, your, your load that you're carrying. That oh, yeah. is adds, um, and it's nothing, it's something you can't hide either. So, of course, yeah. you know, pilgrims, see it and go, oh, you have to play, which is what you did, Dan, <laughs> which is amazing. So, you know, people come here and then they see the guitar or, in fact, they might walk past the door. They might not even be staying with us and then they'll pop in, oh, can I just play your guitar? Mm. And suddenly we've got a concert going of an afternoon with people mm. sitting on the steps. It just happens. And and at night time, normally after dinner, which is when the guitar comes out and people start singing, um, our, our doors are always open. And so if anybody else is walking past from another albergue or the locals, stand there and um, Yeah, fantastic. I absolutely love it. I think one of my most favourite <laughs> moments was... Um, I think 2019, and I was I had the doors open. I was cleaning. Femin was also cleaning, and um, I could hear somebody singing. But I could hear the 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 hooves of a horse, and so I've gone to the door and I've looked out, and there's uh, three guys coming up the road on horses singing uh, Spanish. But incredible, incredible. Well, I was beside myself. So I'm now <laughs> standing. I want to. Im- you know, I want them in. I want I want the photo. I want them in. I want to acknowledge them. And so, of course, by the time they get to me, the doors are open and um, I've got them in. It's like we need to offer them a beer or something. But anyway, they'd, they then asked for a beer before we offered. And uh, and then they saw the guitar and, they you know, we want the guitar. So, some, so now Femin's passed the guitar. And now we've got one playing the guitar, two singing, all got beer in their hands, and this is all at my front door. And I all in their horses. On their horses, <laughs> yeah. It was an incredible experience. I am still in awe at that moment of mm. these men on horses singing at my front door. I thought, where could this happen? Where in the world could this happen <laughs> that I am part of the? This is my life. You know, it's one of those pinch yourself moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you have lots of pinch yourself moments. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I think you, Franker, at your concert and your group of pilgrims had arrived there. That's still a pinch yourself. For us, that's a pinch yourself moment. Yeah. When we, we stood in the Badiga listening to you singing, um, that's incredible. Where can that happen? Yeah, it was an amazing night. I, I, that's um, Pablo, my friend Pablo's. Yes. Um, Bodega in, in the heart of Via Franco del Bioso. Yeah, that's right. I've played there a couple of times. Um, Casa Susie is a Donativo albergue. Uh, let me put it politely. You don't live like kings. Um, and we mentioned the roof earlier. It's obviously been a massive challenge. 
Um, so where are we with with the, with the repairs on the roof? Um, and and be as honest as you possibly can. Do you think you can can afford to get it fixed, or or is it a situation where if you can't um, get the money to fix it, you may have to walk away? Uh, well, I I resumed this uh, last year. Uh, we saw how damaged it was uh, the winter two winters ago. I mean, the 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 the, the roof uh, was destroyed, and we didn't know it. And and I knew that if we couldn't fix it, we had to leave. And I knew how much it was going to be, so I thought we had to leave. I mean, and that's what I told to Sue. And and we were. Uh, thinking in plan B's or C's or D's or whatever, because mm. we knew that was going to be the end. But, you know, I mean, the magic of the Camino happened. And uh, a lot, some pilgrims that uh, stay with us from Australia wanted to help us. They started with this crowdfunding thing. And then we realized that uh, people wanted to share Donations with us, uh, people that had to stay with us, or people that uh, even they didn't have to stay with us, or families, or friends, or whoever. And now uh, I'm sure that all of this is gonna uh, make that we're gonna um, fix the roof this year. We don't have the money yet, but we're almost there. Um, we. we we know right now i know that it's going to happen and this makes us even happier you know because once you think that you have to leave and now we realize that this is going to continue i mean at least for me i mean i'm double blessed because uh, all of this charity from people from all over the world it's amazing it's it's absolutely amazing. I mean, for Spanish people, you know, uh, it's even more amazing, uh, as you know. I mean, uh, we don't have this um, culture of donations like uh, people, other people have, uh, Americans, Australians, or well, uh, anyway. Uh, when I tell this story to some of other people here in Spain. They cannot believe it. They cannot believe it. Mm. Yeah. Actually, but, I'm, I'm just going to tell you another thing. I mean, the other day uh, was, I mean, there's a there's a, an association. It's called Camino for Good, who is trying to help places like us. And they uh, they were trying uh, to find places like us to to donate them money. And and you know what? I mean, we we were. Uh, telling this story to other albergues run by locals, and they didn't believe that, I mean, they didn't trust. They were saying, oh, this is going to be a scam, and no one gives anything for nothing and whatever. And they say, yeah, yeah, that's where I come from. But uh, it's true. I mean, look at us. I mean, we were going to 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 uh, live uh, in another place because of the roof, and right now it's, yeah, so... Well, there's not far to go. Um, at the end of the interview, I'm going to give all of my listeners the the GoFundMe page the, the, to find you on social media and 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 urge them to donate. Susie, I, I'll give you the last word, if you like. 
What are you looking forward to most about a post-COVID Camino? <laughs> you know I cry a lot, Dan, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But I'm a crier too. The- it's okay to be a crier. <laughs> <laughs> we're yes, both absolutely. criers. It's okay. Go on. <laughs> we're terrible. I think when that door opens for the first time and that first pilgrim comes through the door, um, just the thought of that to me right now is really overwhelming. Um, can you imagine the party it's going to be here that night? Mm. Um, but I don't think it's going to be that night. I just think every day I, I, I feel blessed but I, I want those pilgrims to come back through the door. I want, look, it's not going to be the same, Dad. If I'm per- perfectly honest when I think about it, it's never going to go back to what the Camino was. It's going to it's going to be a different form of it. Um, and, you know, we talk and we say, oh, we'll talk about, you know, when the Camino, what was the Camino like before in the old days? Uh, that's what's going to happen because right now it can't go back to what it was because it's, we were not allowed to do the things we could do before. So we had 12 beds. We're likely now to have to go to eight beds. Um, you know, that number changes. That's a, Is it going to be an imbalance? We don't know. We don't know till we open. But the experience that we will give to pilgrims will be the best form of us and what we can do uh, for them in the circumstances. So it will come and it will change and it will be amazing. But yeah. it will be different. Yeah. I, I can tell you the one thing that won't be different will be the passion and love that you both dedicate to what you're doing, your enterprise there. Um, I've experienced it. It, it. As I said earlier in the podcast, I, I treasure our friendship and I just think it's absolutely wonderful what you're doing there. Um, you really took a risk, a personal journey that, Nobody I know would have the courage to do, Susie. You found this beautiful human being in Furamin and together, collectively, you are just a wonderful presence on the Camino and indeed in all of our lives. So I want to say good luck with the fundraising. I'm going to give the details in just a minute. Good luck with 2021, the summer ahead. Congratulations to both of you for your dedication to others and Congratulations on having the courage to do what so many of us would love to do but aren't brave (laughs) enough. And thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. I can't wait to get back to Casa Susie. Buen Camino, Susie. Buen Camino for a min. Thank you, Dan. We treasure you too. You're always welcome here. Buen Camino, you too. My guests this week, Sue Stevenson and her partner, Fermin. You can find them on Facebook. Just search for Casa Susie, C-A-S-A-S-U-S-I. The American author Stephen Covey wrote, Every human has four endowments, self-awareness, conscience, independent will, and creative imagination. These give us the ultimate human freedom, the power to choose, to respond, and to change. Casa Susie in Trabadello, two hours walk beyond Villa Franca del Biezo, some of the best wine country in the world, is a very good place to reconnect with yourself, to tap into those gifts of nature. I can't recommend Casa Susie highly enough. That's why it's really important to get that roof fixed. 
If you are interested in donating, just Google Casa Susie and you'll find the GoFundMe page. Thanks so much for your company. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. Somewhere along the way, some